discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Verse 15. And your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. There's a third one. And your feet showed. Now let me show you how the Roman shoes were. The shoes the Roman military used was of two kinds. Sorry, one shoe part of two, two, two parts. One shoe composed of two parts. The first part was called the grief. The grief. J-R-E-A-V-E. J-R-E-A-V-E. The grief. It was a tube-like metallic brass. Tube-like. That extended from the knee down to the ankle then went sorry then goes down at the lower parts of the, sh- of, the of, of the leg and comes to the front this way now it's like a brass boot <laughs> what wellington, wellington. <laughs> from here yeah. it's longer huh? <laughs> purely brass that was the first part of it. <laughs> then there was a shoe itself <laughs> that covers the whole front and the whole back again and it was brass but the sides were made of hard leather interwoven together the side here very hard leather interwoven together the side so it was brass and some leather by the side hallelujah, hallelujah. then the under parts was made of spikes spikes so that was strong like nails Spikes and they extended to three inches. <laughs> I like the way you open your mouth. <laughs> that was how the, how the, the shoes were. And your feet showed the word showed is hypodiomas. The word shows, showed means that the shoe hypodiomas, hypo means under. And the word deal means to bind. The shoes, they had to bind their feet with the shoes. It should be intact. You see? The shoes should be intact on their legs. That's how peace should be in your life. You should bind your heart with peace, your mind with peace, your emotions with peace, your intellect, every part of your being. Bind it with peace. And your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now the word preparation is what confuses a lot of people. Other versions said readiness of the gospel of peace. So it is easy to translate this one as the gospel, preaching the gospel. But this verse has nothing to do with preaching the gospel. <laughs> the reason why it confuses us is because of Romans 10 verse 15. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. <laughs> but that God... <laughs> <laughs> that is far different from this one. This one is a military shoe for spiritual warfare. It is against the wiles of the devil. It's not preaching the gospel for the, to the seed. <laughs> because the word preparation or readiness, now, the word preparation or readiness, literally in the Greek is the word for, is the word femme footing. Femme footing. It's described, it, is, it describes how that we must be firmly footed in the shoes and stand on our ground. That's the description. So the word in the Greek for readiness or for preparation speaks of solidity, firmness, and solid foundation. Solidity, firmness, and solid foundation. Talking about we standing in peace, the good peace, the peace Christ gave us. Peace. 
Our heart filled with peace. It's an armor. Evangelism is not a part of the armor. Wow. Though it has its place in the kingdom. He's talking about you losing your peace. Because all these are wiles. The devil wants you to lose your peace and walk in worry and walk in anxiety and walk in fretfulness. That is what he wants to protect. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, the reason why he speaks of firm footing is because the Roman soldier, because of the spikes, the three inch spikes, when they stand in a place, <laughs> you can't push them down. <laughs> you see, they have a solid foundation because of, of, the, of the spikes. It goes downward into the earth. So they become strong. You can't just push them down. They are firmly footed. You push them everywhere and they are still standing. <laughs> That's how it, your peace should be. Troubles come from every side. You are still standing. Winds are blown on every side. You are like the palm tree. The wind may blow you, but after movement, you can never be moved. <laughs> the wind can move you here, move you there, like the palm tree, but your foundation is solid. Because foundations determines everything. You need a solid foundation of peace so that you can never be moved by the troubles of this life. Because Jesus, oh, thank you very Look at, look at. The promptness, the readiness produced by the, the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. You see, the good news of peace, the peace Jesus brought us. That's what he's talking about. The peace he brought us. The peace, the shalom he gave us. The soundness. Peace. Peace. Look at Jesus. Now, Jesus was on the sea with the disciples and he was going to heal the maniac of Gadara. The, that guy was the devil's principality, the devil's agent. And when the devil saw that Jesus was going there, he knew that, Charlie, if I don't stop this Jesus, he'll go and deliver the guy. So he tries to stop Jesus' assignment and he stirs the wind and suddenly he makes the wind contrary against Jesus. Yet he was asleep on the pillow. The devil always tries to stop you in your assignment. That which is against him, he tries to stop. Why was Jesus asleep? The firm footing. No wind can blow you. No news can disturb your peace. No news can disturb your peace. No fretfulness. That is what you say. You just sleep. That's a firm footing. Can you imagine? Many things are happening. You just heard the news from your lecturer, and your day is messed up. Your shoes are. You are not standing firm. You are not standing firm. Hallelujah. So the shoe is for, that's why I said I haven't done all to stand. Stand is for standing. It's not for going to preach. Yeah, of course you have to go and preach. But it's different from. <laughs> you start to keep your grounds. It's a different thing altogether. You shouldn't make it. Preaching is very important. Be instant in season, out of season. But this one is talking about the peace in your heart. There are two kinds of peace in the Bible. Number one, there is peace with God. And number two, there is the peace of God. In the New Testament, the, the peace with God and the peace of God. The first one is peace with God. Now, peace with God, when we are born again, we all have the peace with God. Before we go born again, we're not at peace at all. When we're born again, if you see Romans 5 verse 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When we're justified, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself, whether they be things in heaven or on earth. And he who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works, has he now reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So we have peace with God. The enmity is broken. We have peace with God through the cross. Hallelujah. Every believer has this. But the second one is what I'm talking about. Okay. 
I'm not talking about the first one. <laughs> Half of the first one, everyone has. But the one that is an armor, the shoe is the second one, the peace of God. There are many believers, every believer has a peace with God, but there are many believers, the problem is the peace of God. So every time they are crying, trouble, trouble, I'll be 30. No one has proposed to me. Where is God? I give my offering. I give my tithe. I'm committed to church. <laughs> Always sowing. Why is God? <laughs> So you are full of anxiety, fretfulness. You are full of care. Now, when we speak of peace, the peace of God, there are different. I want to speak of two aspects. There is the protective peace and there is a ruling peace. The protective peace. <laughs> protective peace and ruling peace. What is protective peace? Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the, Lord, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds. Hallelujah. He says, be careful for nothing. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep. Say keep. Now the word for keep is the word terio. Now that's what it means. Terio is protective peace. Terio it describes in those days there was a band of soldiers who protected certain dignitaries in the society. Like the emperor of Rome. When he was going somewhere and doing something important, a band, you know, a band of soldiers, Spira, they could be a thousand soldiers. Terio speaks of a band of soldiers. That's thousands of soldiers who are armed with all this that I'm talking about. Protecting an emperor or someone of a high profile and make sure nothing happens to him. That protection is what has God keep Terio. <laughs> He's telling us <laughs> how that peace protect us from fretfulness, from anxiety, from worry, from anxiety, anxiousness, it keeps us from the devil wants to rob us from enjoying the abundant life that Christ gave us so he causes all of these things in our heart but you see this peace is a garrison it's a protection it keeps your heart from fear most of us are afraid of many things fear fear of failure Fear of your boyfriend. Fear. <laughs> fear of your landlord. <laughs> you are fear of fear. Fear of fear. Afraid of fear. Fear. Anxiety. Of the future. Of heights. Of darkness. Dying on the now, all of these things, it protects the heart. Hallelujah. You see, you, you must, he said, you must be firmly footed in the gospel of peace. That means, it, it's the Bible. Look at the peace Jesus gave us. And let your hearts imbibe it. Look at the peace he gave us. The more you know it, ah. 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 Like you're a family man. And... Sometimes I travel. I realize that my, I was discussing with my wife. Every time I'm traveling, the, f- the first day, my daughter becomes sick. I was wondering why. It's like she is fine. But when I'm about to travel, then she's sick. So you know what happens? Once you are gone, your mind is back. Because you are thinking. So what's happening to her? So you see, fine. And especially when I call and I hear, ah! She's crying for Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. And I realized that ah, this thing is bothering me. I'm, sometimes I'm on the way going to preach. Oh, I hear, oh, she's sick and we don't know what. Oh, God. So we said, oh, this nonsense must stop. <laughs> so I, I realized that the more I'm full of anxiety and care, the more the sickness continues. Yeah. They are, they are spiritual things. But the more you are carefree, give it to God and live your life. When you do that, eh, God fully takes over. You learn how to enter into his rest. Peace protects you. It protects you. It protects you. It protects you. You are free because your bank account is running dry. You want to have it protect you. Your, your, your heart is full of soundness. It protects you. <laughs> this one is foolishness. How can fear of not building a house? Anyway, the devil, after the devil, he can put anything into your head. He can put any foolish thing into your head. Why am I saying this is foolish? Because as long as you are in this house, you build houses. Because the more you come to church and you hear the word, you have a firm footing on peace. No matter what happens. Hmm. There's one, one man of God, he parked his car somewhere. Nice car on the hill. So he was going to do something and come when he came, the car had moved by itself and entered into the ditch. And all of a sudden, a lot of people came around and they were just looking at what the reaction, of the, the reaction of the man of God. When he came, he smiled. And made a profound statement. I forgot the statement. He smiled and he was all right. Perfect peace. And it was true. He was not moved one bit. Because that man is my father in the Lord's father in the Lord. <laughs> my father in the Lord's father in the Lord. But you see, these things are out of things. You see, Pastor Ken came from Tadi. If he's sitting here, he's having the shoes of peace. There was a storm a few days ago. Wind. There's a rain. There's a rain Tuesday. And someone who has not built his house well, his whole, how do you call it? Roof left his house to his house. Huge one, though. And came to hit on his car and broke the kind. Oh, can you imagine? Someone's nice compound. His car is resting nicely. The wind. Took the wood and everything. And the owners are not even were not even willing to come and take it. And when he asked them, he said, what, uh, what can we do? What can I do? I said, what? I've not killed a human being. What can I do? <laughs> Just allow me. <laughs> so things happening to us, if you don't take time, your peace will be shaken. Then the next one is ruling peace. There's protective peace, there's ruling peace. Colossians 3 verse 15. He says, let the peace of God rule your heart, to the which also ye are called in the same body, in one body. Let the peace of God rule your heart. Let the peace of God rule. Now, the word rule is the word brabio. Brabio. Now, this is what it means. It means an umpa. An umpa. Now, brabio, the word rule is the word for a referee. It means a referee, actually. A referee. In ancient times, there was a referee that was set over games. To judge the games. Yeah, that was, yeah. That is the word used for this word rule. Actually, it says, let the peace of God refree your emotions. Let the peace of God refree your mind. Let the peace of God refree your will. Let the peace of God refree. Be the refree over the affairs of life. <laughs> let the peace of God refree. You know what it means? It means that assuming you are there and you're all right, before you realize, the devil has just imported some anxiety. Anxiety, you can see anxiety coming to your heart. He says that, let the peace of God rest free. What it means is that rest free, issue your red card to the anxiety. I said, anxiety, dismiss. <laughs> 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 
any frustration is coming to your heart, you can say, you see, don't even issue yellow card. Because yellow card means it is still lingering a while. <laughs> Red card straight and we're free and take that anxiety out. Take that frustration out. Anything that bombards you, say, let the peace of God be the referee. And cast all the negative things out of your life, out of your emotions, out of your will, out of your mind, out of, let it be the referee and just cast it out. Hallelujah. Let the peace of God be referee. Say, the peace of God is my referee. <laughs> I can dismiss what I want to dismiss. Dismissing. Beloved, you are the referee. You have the yellow card and the red card. You can throw the yellow away and just keep the red. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, peace is a defensive weapon. How to the defensive weapon? Now, the, 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 the boots of brass, the Greeks, was made of brass. Why? Why? And it covers the entire leg. The entire leg. Because, now look at a Roman soldier. If his leg is not fully protected, he can easily have bruises. He can be lacerated. Or he can have broken legs. As long as he has bruises, he's impaired to fight. Whilst you are running and chasing the doing something, you are impaired to fight. You cannot. And when you are lacerated, you lose, you lose a lot of blood and you are weak. You can't stand to maintain your ground and to fight. And in those days, eh, in ancient times, when they, they were fighting, the first place they aim at is your leg. They'll get your leg broken. Because when they break your leg, that's all. You fall down. Why? The first thing the devil wants to attack is your peace. He seeks to attack your peace. That is why you have to be showed fully with the brass-like shoe, the grips. Your whole legs must be covered so that when he hits it, you are so strong. Hallelujah. When he brings false news, he just, he, he throws his, his weapons against your leg. False news, false alarm. You are still standing and you are smiling. That's what I'm talking about. You hear some news that should shake you. You say, Hallelujah. Blessed be God. It's not that you are faking outwardly to smile because people are around, but your heart you are saying, hey, Jesus, hey, hey, hey. But outwardly you are smiling because you want to portray your spiritual giant. I'm talking about the reality. <laughs> the reality. <laughs> you have such peace. That flatters great peace. That will keep him in, in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Now in the Hebrew, thou will keep him in thou wilt keep him in peace, peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee? Double peace in the Hebrew. Thou wilt keep him in double peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee? If your mind is stayed on him, you have double peace. That's what he's saying. And you know, the reason why it was brass and it covers the entire knee downward is because you see, when they are moving up and down, they move through rocky places. And thorny places. Now, as you're moving through rocky places, if you don't take time, your leg can just scratch a rock, and that is all. Once your opponent is coming, you, oh Jesus! By <laughs> just doing this at the battlefield, we don't need time for you to just wait. You can't waste a second. That's why it must be entirely covered, so you go through the rocks and you hit it, and nothing is happening to you. You know how Jesus interpreted the rocks? It speaks of persecutions. You see, sometimes we are persecuted and we lose our peace. The first place our persecution starts from is our homes. Our homes. Our homes. From your parents, because you are misunderstood. They wonder what you are doing. It's like you're not the kind of child they want, because they want you a particular way, and you are going God's way. So when the persecution starts, we will know whether you are wearing a shoe of brass. Because you can easily be injured and say, oh, I'm not going again. Your mother can say, what? Ah, why? No, come, come. Why, why do you allow the small pastor to lead you? One man church. Beware of any church that is a two man church. Because God always calls a man. God never calls a committee. He calls a man. There was a man sent from God whose name was John the Baptist. 
When they are preaching on that subject, one man thousand. Come tight to come beating. Wow. Right, that's good. A lot of churches used to say that don't even know their own history. There obviously was one man who began. But because they have increased, they think it's a thousand man church. That is a democratic church. God's system is theocracy. He appoints a man. So they will even say, oh, this young man, my Jesus was 33 years. Peter, those, they were even older than Jesus. They were following him. Yeah. It's not a matter of age. Yeah. So they will say things, but we will see if your leg is covered. Yeah. Not only the rocks, but they wear the griefs because of thorns. Can you imagine? They, because you have to run through the bushes and the forest. And how do you run? You run over thorns because of the brass like nature of the whole thing. When you step on thorns, the thorns are crushed. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? You crush the thorns. But if your faith is not covered, you'll be injured. And how did Jesus interpret the tongues? The curse of this life. The curse of this life. You are so full of care. Ha! I'm not married. I'm 33. Who? Oh. Why me, oh Lord? Lord, why me? Lord, why me? <laughs> You see, why? You have allowed the tongues to prick you. I don't have a car. I don't have a car. I don't have a car. Your whole life is turned up to, I don't have a car. Why? Don't you have a place to lay your head? <laughs> so all of these things, Jesus called them case. The reason why they are not coming is because of the case. You have become a prey to the devil. Beloved, you should stand firm. Because the Lord is faithful. And we have our own race we are running. Never compare yourself to others. Because the thought he thinks towards you, you have no idea. It's fine. So when there are tongues before you, step on it. Because of the spikes, just prevail. And just smile. The devil will wonder who is this person. Who is this person? Hallelujah. I declare your peace is intact. Even to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Let me show you one way by which peace is also an offensive weapon. In Romans 16, verse 20, Paul said, The God of peace will crash Satan under your feet shortly. Romans 16.20 The God of peace will bruise or crash the same Satan under your feet shortly. Why did he say the God of peace? Why didn't he say the God of patience? Or the God of all consolation? Because these are the titles he uses. But he said the God of peace will crash Satan under your feet shortly. One sign that Satan is defeated in your life is peace. Because everything, everything he does, you are just comfortable. You are alright. So you, you is totally dis- disarmed. Hallelujah. Now, and the God of peace who bruise. Now the word there bruise is the word santribo. Now, the word santribo has two meanings. One, it is that crushing is the process by which grapes are crushed to become wine. 
the crushing of grapes to produce wine is this word. <laughs> That's how God is going to crush Satan. They use a large stone. They roll it over the grapes. They crush it. That's how God is going to crush Satan under your feet. <laughs> and this word, sanctuary, but also describes the snapping, the breaking, and the, the crashing of legs. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. When someone's leg is broken and crashed completely, is the word sanctuary. He said, This has it, God is going to do Satan under your feet shortly. That's his place. He's under your feet. By peace. Peace. Because your spikes are very dangerous. Now, look, say shortly. Now, the word shortly is a very important word. It's the word tacos. Let me show you what it means. Now, the word shortly is a word used for the marching of the Roman military. Now, the Roman military were very dangerous people. When they are coming, they stomp their feet. They pound their feet and they grind their feet heavily on the, on the, on the ground. So they are making heavy sounds. You know why they do that? Kum, kum, kum. Pounding, <laughs> stomping, grinding, boom. And they will be coming. When they do that, they are announcing that if you are on the way, get away. Because history tells tell us that the Roman military, even if you are an old woman and you are in the way, and they start stomping and they are coming, and you're an old woman and you need help, they wouldn't even mind you. They would crush you and continue. They don't look to the left, they don't, they don't look to the right, they are just going, stomping. Whatever force on their way, they crush it and they go. And this is how Paul describes, this is the, the, word for, the Greek word for the word shortly. <laughs> so he's just describing us how our peace can be offensive. Hallelujah. I know you are marching coming, but let Satan still be there. <laughs> shortly is going to be crushed and ground in pieces. Everything that troubles you, everything that troubles your peace, whether anxiety or whether fear, just keep filling your heart with a word of peace. And very soon, I'm going to crush those things underfoot and prevail to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 We are more than conquerors. Sometimes I just sit there and think. I just wonder how Jesus was. Can you just imagine yourself so full of peace that nothing shakes you again? Beloved, that's what we are becoming. As we hear the word, as you invest yourself in your life in the word, that's what we are becoming. You are coming shortly. Shokalamanda Satrabakala. Glory to the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many how many have we done? Three. Three. Okay, let's do the last one. Yeah. Today. Yeah. <laughs> then Sunday we'll do the last three. Yeah. Let's do the last one. Hallelujah. Yeah. The shield of faith. <laughs> the shield of faith. <laughs> the shield of faith. Oh, he said, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. See, above all. Above all. Now, why did Paul begin, when he came to faith, why did he say above all? <laughs> why did Paul say above all? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Why did he really say that? Why did he say above all? Now, this word above all has two meanings. He is not saying, he is not saying that the shield of faith is above all the rest of the weapons. That's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. He is not saying that it is the most important armor. That's not what he's saying. The most important armor is a loyal belt of truth. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is a, the source of faith is the word of God. So faith cannot be the best. 
<laughs> Why then did he say above all? Now, the word above all, literally, epipassin, number one, actually means in addition to this. That's what it means, the first one, in addition to this. <laughs> now, he, he listed the first three armor, pieces of armor. Then he's coming to the last part. Then he said, in addition to this. The reason why he said above all, which actually means in addition to this, is because the pieces of armor are in two part categories. He has finished talking about the first category. He's now come to the second category. He's finished the first category. He's come to the second category. Now, with the first category, there are things you wear. But with the second category, there are things you don't wear, the things you take. With the belt of truth, you wear it. The breastplate, you wear it. The shoe, you wear it. But this one, with the sword, you take. With the shield, you take. With the armor, you take. Now, the next... The, 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 the next piece of armor are not the things that are always with you. That you are always, but with the first pieces, you, are always, you always wear it. But the rest, sometimes when the army is coming, then you put it on. When there's a battle facing, then you put it on. Yeah. So, he separated the first aspect. He uses the word having, having, and the last aspect, he used the word taking, taking. Now, let's start from verse 14. Okay. Verse 14. <laughs> Look at the warrior. <laughs> Look at the warrior. Stand therefore, having your loins, get, get about the truth, and having the, breast, the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. And your, and your feet show with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The next one. Give me your thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the next one <laughs> above all taking the shield of faith wherewith he shall be able to quench all the fire that of the wicked let's go on and take <laughs> so there is the ones you have and there is the ones you take <laughs> because as a soldier you should always be in your breastplate, always be in your shoes, always. Huh. But even when there is no battle, isn't every day we are taking? So- no, 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 not at all. You don't do that. <laughs> you see, when there is a problem coming, you quickly. You have seen a soldier. There is no battle. And he's always holding. Oh no, it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> uh-huh. So there, there are things you take, and there are things you have. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the second meaning. Above all is the word epi, passing. The epi means over, and passing means everything. Epi, passing. Over everything. Over, epi is over. It's a word for over, or literally it means covering everything. Covering everything. Covering everything. Well, the word there actually means, is a word for covering. It's telling us that the shield of faith. It's what covers the rest of the armor. The pieces. It covers, it covers the rest of Above all, it's not a matter of importance. It's a matter of position. Because the shield, when someone throws a javelin, why? You use the shield to cover everything. You use it to cover all the pieces. Hallelujah. It's not a matter of importance, but a matter of position. Praise God. So he said, above all, taking the shield faith. Oh, Lama. Now, faith is a shield. The shield of faith. Now, the Roman army used two kinds of shield. So when you watch movies, there are two kinds of shield. Let me explain, otherwise you see what I said. You didn't see it in uh, Troy. <laughs> There's the first one, it's called the Aspis. The Aspis was the ornamental shield. That was not used for main battles. It was used for ceremonies. I mean, you go to ceremonies and other functions. Yeah, it was very decorative. On it were design, designs of their former military conquest. They all decorated on it. Uh-huh. But the one that was used for battle was called Theorios. The one that was used for the battle. T-H-U-R-E-O-S. So, this kind of the Turios, this kind, this is the word in the Greek, is the word for a door. Because, now, the shield they used, it was the size of a door. 
that's why he said covering all it's the size of a door the size of a door in width and in length gladiators how many people have watched gladiator uh-huh is it how huge it covers everything it's above all that's the position it's above all <laughs> and the shield was composed of multiple layers of animal hide that had been tanned to produce hard leather <laughs> now if you take one hide of animal skin one hide of animal and you tan it it has become very difficult to penetrate through but with the Roman shield they have six layers of animal hide joined together and it is tanned over and over so much that it becomes as hard as a steel <laughs> it's amazing as a steel with some layers of metallic layers within it's amazing so it was huge and strong and that was a shield that was used to fight hallelujah above all taking the shield of faith wherewith now when you see where the word wherewith is actually by which okay by which or wherewith ye shall be able to quench the word ye shall be able is one word in greek is the word dynamis <laughs> is the word for is the word dynamis the dynamiting power of god is the word for power the power to cause changes the supernatural dynamic infusion of the very power of God, the energizing power of God, <laughs> excessive dose of supernatural strength is dunamis. He's telling us that taking the shield of faith is the access to the realm of the power of God. When you're able to take the shield of faith, you access the power of God. Now, the power of God, for instance, there's, there's, there's electricity here, it is flowing here, but you may not experience it until you switch everything on. Faith is the means by which you switch the power of God on because the power of God is in us and with us. He said, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ unto an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled and that faded not, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation who are kept by the power of God through faith the power of God is through faith it is by faith we access the unlimited power of God. Hallelujah. The power of God is all over us. If you listen to my message I preached at Medina about be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. I described that how all this dynamic power is located in Christ. I use a certain Greek tense called the locative case. And we are also in Christ. Like an, like an aquarium. You have fish and water in an aquarium. Both the fish and the water are all locked in an aquarium. I describe the aquarium as Christ and the water as the power and the fish as you. We are all locked up. I described it from the Greek origin. We are all in the same place. You see, we, you are in power already. But to access and to demonstrate that power is faith. So by faith, the power is let loose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts. What are the fiery darts? Now, in the days of Paul, there were three kinds of arrows that were used for fighting. Three kinds of arrows. The first one was the ordinary bow and arrow. The second one was an arrow that was dipped in tar and it was thrown and it caused fire. But the third one, which was a dangerous one, was a kind of arrow which had combustible fluid joined to it. So that when it is released, if it hit its impact, it was aflame it, it was it, it would cause it to aflame. Hallelujah. That's why he uses the word quench. Because when it hits its object, it burns the whole thing down. The devil has his fiery that. And when he throws hit you, his aim is to burn you, not just to wound you, to burn. <laughs> Beloved, we must understand how the devil throws his fiery that. I got to know years ago how the devil throws his fiery that at me. Because before I, before I married, there was the time in my life, every day when I wake up from the bed, I become so discouraged. Almost like I'm depressed. It's almost like I was hopeless. Wow. But I know I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not hopeless. I knew I was not hopeless. <laughs> I, I just didn't know what was happening. You wake up and it's like, there's nothing in life for you. Yeah. That kind of feeling. 
It's a javelin. It's, it's, it's a fiery dart. And sometimes you wake up, before you wake up from the bed, the devil releases two. And you woke up and you are bizarre. You slept well, but you woke up discouraged. How many of you have experienced that before? Beloved, don't think it's ordinary. Don't think it's normal. It's a fiery dart. Sometimes you are dying. Something someone did against you. Or said. All of a sudden, it comes afresh in your memory. And you begin to feel the wounds and the pain. Before you're ready, your heart is taking it. Hatred, bitterness. You are getting deeper. Don't think it's ordinary. It's a, it's a fiery dart. It's a fiery dart. Sometimes you are there and a thought comes to you that, don't you know I'm going to die of sickness? That sickness in you, it will take you to death. It's a fiery dart. Don't accept it. It's a fiery dart. It's thrown against you. Sometimes if someone tells you, the devil tells you, your account is going to run dry, you will never be rich. Your, your husband will ever be poor. <laughs> A whole lot of things the devil throws against you. You are wasting your life in this church. Go and get some Methodists and join. <laughs> the devil does so many things, just throw it you know, one day, when I was a student, I was there and I began to think I had HIV AIDS. And it was so foolish on my side. Now, so foolish on my side. I, when I think back, number one, what are the potential for having HIV? I have to sleep. I mean, I was a pure virgin. So, no, no, I want, to, I want you to understand what I was going through. You see, as a woman, if I slept with somebody, you know that, oh, there's a probability. But I have not done that before. But I was going and I felt like I ate. Eat. Eat. <laughs> Can you imagine? Eat. Even people who were sleeping around were not touching like I was touching. I just felt that because when I switched on the television, they start talking about it. <laughs> so I felt like, hey, what about if? If I've gone to a barber or something has cut me somewhere. So I was tormented. And one day, I wasn't matured. God knew. So I went to lay, I laid on my bed. Oh God. God, do I have it? <laughs> God had mercy on me. God knew that no. I couldn't get strength from the scriptures. All of a sudden, I saw an angel around me. An angel took my hand, tested my blood. And told me, you don't have HIV. God had to move that way. It's not the best though. The word of God is sufficient. God had to move that way because my faith was weak. Don't look for the same evidence because you have maturing. <laughs> it comes. Ken Hagen said, he read an article in a magazine. By medical science. They said, if you reach a certain age, you lose some kind of me- your, your memory. And Ken Hagen had a photographic memory. He could remember everything in the past. On this street, this day, they got, like, like Mr. Redipo. They could remember, they can remember everything. They can, yeah, just. He said, he realized that he began to lose the power of retention. He was always forgetting. So he was so, he was forgetting simple things. So he went to the Lord and asked why. He said, oh, that article you read, you, you believed it unconsciously. And it has started affecting you. <laughs> there was a certain church there was a certain church in America there was a woman in the church who, was, who had cancer and the church people started praying but the woman died instantly because the woman died the church concluded that healing is not for us today and they accepted it as a doctrine that healing is not for them today it's a fairy that the fact that something didn't work doesn't mean it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You understand? Yeah. Oh, oh, you say you have prayed that, so healing. A lot of people have propounded doctrines on experience. Yeah. 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 Just go to the Lord and wait a little while. God will do it. But don't just conclude. So the church now believe that healing is not possible for them. 
Ken Hagen of Blessed Memory, one day he was preaching and he began prophesying that at the end of the year, three people will die in the church. But when they die, they shouldn't see where is the Lord, the prophecy. Because one is, two of the death is from the Lord, but one is not from him. And the one that was from him was a guy who was 25 years. He said, it's God knows why he's doing what he's doing. So God spoke to them and Canadian prophesied it's for a reason so that they don't question because he is in charge of what is happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, there's a reason for everything. So when something doesn't happen, don't say, hey. Because the devil can release his fire death against the whole church. Sometimes, that's why sometimes you watch movies, arrows are released against an entire army. You know the solution? They come together and they, they join their, they are still together. So when an attack is coming up on the church, it's time for us to be united and be one and put our faith together against the onslaught of the wicked. That's what is done. That's what is done. Don't think the thought that comes to your head is from yourself. It's a lie. People's marriages have been destroyed because of fiery that. The devil can shoot one thought of suspicion. You begin to suspect your wife. You suspect your husband. Unnecessary suspicion. Eh, so suspicion. When he or she is making a call, cry. What is happening? <laughs> it happens. An arrow can shoot you. What do you think? You will never have a good marriage. So when the devil shoots his arrow, he said, Wherewith he shall be able to quench, say quench. quench. <laughs> now in English, the word quench means to put the fire off. Yeah. Because his arrow comes with fire. It wounds and it bends. Quench. Why quench? Now before the Roman army, a soldier will go for battle. There's something they do to their shield. They take a tub. They have a tub full of water. And they immerse the entire shield in the water. They immerse it for a long time until the whole shield becomes totally saturated with water. So that when the enemy releases the, the that that is combustible with a combustible fluid, when he releases it with a fire because it, it sets a, 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 a blaze, it in the impact wherever it's, the object touches. So when he throws the fire that because the shield is soaked in water and inwardly saturated with water, the water quenches the fire. You understand? It quenches the fire. Wherewith he shall be able, you will have the dunamis to quench. <laughs> to quench. Why? Your shield must be soaked in water. Your shield might be, you must saturate your shield with water that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. <laughs> and the water is the word. What it means is that your faith must be nourished with the word. The more your faith is nourished with the word, the more your faith comes alive. Listen, some people think they don't have faith, but they have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's present continuous. Faith doesn't come by having head. <laughs> No, people don't understand. Sometimes they, you, you are feeling some kind of sickness and say, oh, I believe, I believe in healing. So, based on the previous knowledge you have, you are declaring, it's not enough. Yeah. When you are going through a situation, find tapes or scriptures that address that situation. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But that word God there is not theos. In Greek, it's Christ. It came by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. It's not God. It's Christ. So consider what Christ has done in his, in his redemptive work and what he gave us in his finished work and give yourself to it and read and listen to anointed tapes and read on that part that you are suffering. Give yourself to it. Hearing and hearing, present continue. I haven't heard. Even the father of faith in our generation, Ken Hagen, when his son is sick, he said he, he, said he spends the night, he sleeps for one hour, read on scriptures of healing for one hour, sleeps for one hour again, read on scriptures on healing for one hour again. He knows every scripture he's reading, but the scripture is living. He reads and his faith comes alive. Because faith doesn't come by having head. That is why you cannot say, I, I dipped my shade in water last week, so today I don't need the water. <laughs> the water is dried. Though you have the shield, you need fresh water. That is why the Roman military, they dip their shield in water every morning. Morning by morning. Roman military. Every morning they soak it in water before they go out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
there are two things they did on that on the shield. Number one, oil. Do you know that the Roman army every morning they rub oil on their shield? The problem is this: if they refuse to rub oil on their shield, over time, the shield because it's made of leather, the shield becomes hard. It becomes brittle, brittle, hard, and stiff. And under intense pressure, it will begin to have cracks in them. And over time, the shield will break apart. So the solution is that when they apply daily oil, it makes it soft, supple, and pliable. And the more oil is applied, when the dirt touches it, it makes the whole shield slippery, and it falls off. You understand. So daily, I know you have faith because in Christ we all have faith. The faith, the light precious faith. But the thing is this. You must turn your faith to be a shield. And you need daily application of oil on your faith. Fresh anointings daily. The word anointing is the Greek word cryo. The word cryo is a medical term. It is used by medical doctors in those days for a sore muzzle. When someone has a sore muzzle, the medical doctor will just apply the oil in his hands and begins to rub it gently on the sore muzzle. That's a, the application of the oil. The word cryo for the anointing. What it means is that day by day, morning by morning, like the Roman soldiers, take the oil and apply it on your shield. Apply it on your shield. Make it soft. Make it pliable. Make it shiny. Hallelujah. And work on the oil. What it means is that for your faith to be effectual, to be efficacious, you need fresh anointings. Fresh anointings. Morning by morning, get to your closet. Dine with God. Have fellowship with God. Sit with the triangle God. An eternal fellowship. Fellowship with the noble host. Love Jesus and talk with Jesus and love him. Fellowship with Jesus. Oneness with Jesus. Love him. Attract the anointing. And as attract the oil. They begin to pour water. The second application was water. So oil and water, the spirit and the word, the spirit and the word, the dual combination of the spirit and the word is what will make your weapon, your shield effectual against the onslaughts and the machinations and the fiery that that is marshaled against you in every way. Hallelujah. Victory is yours. To the glory of God. Victory is yours. I see you emerging powerfully as never before. I see your anointing imagine. Morning by morning, I see you rubbing your shield. I see you saturating your shield with water. Your life is never the same. It is too late for the devil. Because you, because you have all his secrets, and you have all his armament, and you have all the divine ascenders on your disposal. Beloved, tell your neighbor you are too powerful. You are impregnable. You are invincible. You are unconquerable. Nothing can defeat you. You have a supernatural armament. Rabba, lift up your voice and a shapatata. Yebe toshtikitetekete. Shia baba, ratrasto ketekete. Maria, trasto sheketete. Listen, all the pieces of armor is to strengthen us against the wilds. The belt, the wilds. Breastplate, the wilds. The shoe, the wilds. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wilds of the devil. Holamashana. Holamashana. I see that your loin is protected. Your reproductive abilities are intact. From today you are fruitful. Thank you, Jesus. This, our victory is enhanced at last. Endless stream of victory. Our heart is secured in peace. Free forever from condemnation. We are full of peace. Nothing, nothing troubling us. Anxiety, fretfulness, care, anxiousness is gone forever. Every onslaught, every fiery that our shields is intact to quench it. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. From today we, lo- we walk laughing. Because we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He loves us. We know how much he loves us. There is nothing he will not do for us. What we think is care, he has, he has already thought of it. 
We just believe. We know He is good. We have full assurance. Our heart, peace is, prote- is protective. We, it's a referee. Our heart is protected. We know Him. And we are settled forever. Thank you, Lord, that you've loved us. And we are victorious in the realm of life. Give him a wave of right and love him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just love him and wave him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.